What's going on, world? It's the one and only DJ Chase, the host of the Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast. Where every week, new episodes, every month, new interviews. You know what it is, DJ Chase, the Worldwide Sounds Records, Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast. Lock in with me, lock in, get in tune, learn about the music business, learn about t- tips and tricks of the music business. You know what it is, man. Shout out to Downright Sports, Brent Reed. Let's go. Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to uh, all new Downright Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. Today's show, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball and the new faces, the stars. Week two in the NFL, what teams look like they can win it all, and teams the jury's still out on. And then we're going to talk the uh, WWE and big meaty men doing big things as a quote from a actual wrestler sorry so it's tuesday or maybe thursday depending on when you're listening buckle up get ready understand one thing and one thing only when it's eight o'clock and you hear my voice it only means one thing it is showtime I really come out of them project builders and them homicides and a lot of killings. Cops harasses almost every day and them bird bitches, they be in their feelings. Trap off the block, used to make a killing. Got them goons with me and you know they drilling. Better be strapped with your Mac cause them young niggas, they be popping off and they be spilling. Them diamonds I wear on my neck on my wrist. 40 caliber extended a clip. Dirty nigga used to chill on the strip. Now the bitches fell in love with the drip. I know me some bloods and I hang with some crips. Talking that shit, get you punched in your lip. Ain't no pussy niggas up in the click. We just get the money double and flip. And I just hopped out of the bando. I'm diving head first in the game. Fucking around with your baby mama. She giving me head in the range. Ducking and hitting the dipping corners. Spinning and out of them lanes. Cause I cannot fuck with these fake niggas. Cause we would never be the same. And designer, I wear it. These bitches be staring. Ain't no way that you can never compare it. I'm just trying to go and cop me a Billy. Lamborghini or maybe McLaren. Mall clear, match the 40 belows. A nigga be fresh from my head to my toes. And all these bitches wanna suck on a pole. I never got time cause I'm chasing the dough. Oh no. I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say you all about the paper. I got some bitches and they feelings Found out some pussy niggas, they was haters I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I let her wait how she shake it I really wanna get her naked I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say he all about the paper I got some bitches and they feelings Found out some pussy niggas, they was haters I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars I'm just trying to fuck the waitress I let her wait how she shake it I really wanna get her naked I ain't talking about a shredder when a nigga say he all about the paper. I got some bitches in they feelings, found out some pussy niggas, they was haters. I'm at the strip club, fuck throwing dollars, I'm just trying to fuck the waitress. I love the way how she shake it, I really wanna get it naked.
Mitchell gets to Sanders. Sanders has got some room to operate. Barry Sanders inside the 10. Touchdown. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Welcome everybody to an all new Downright Sports, the podcast, if you will, here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, Brent Reed, back for a week, another weird back. Um, it's, uh, the night turned out weird for me, it turned out a little bit frustrating, I almost didn't end up doing the show tonight, but I actually took a quick nap and that all changed. So, uh, here we are. So, thank you all for listening. If you never heard the show before, it is a sports show for sports fans, talk to sports fans by a sports fan. Thus, why I am the notorious sports critic. A lot of guys out there call themselves fans, but they are not because they basically, you know. You know, work for the industry where there's me, a true fan, doing it for other fans. No money, no fanfare, no sponsorships, just doing it for the love of it. <laughs> I've lost it. Um, so, uh, you could basically, if you are just catching the show or uh, you're like, oh, I can't listen to the whole thing on Dynasty, uh, you bas- you can uh, download the show at 9 o'clock, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Spotify, Anchor, anywhere you can download a podcast, the show is there, and if you want a uh, shorter version, or as I now just came up with, I'm going to title it the Cliff Notes, Downright Sports Radio, the Cliff Notes, go to YouTube and you get a shorter version of the show, so check all that out there, and then we'll uh, give some love to people who uh, give us love back, I think I just found the perfect place for this microphone, so it just projects so much better. Uh, check it out. So, baseball, the playoffs is going on. The Yankees won tonight. Whoop, 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 whoop. That is a positive in my eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, did the Blue, I think the Blue Jays lost, which is also a positive in my eyes. Hold on. So, for those of you that's like, well, why does he care so much? I'm a baseball fan, first and foremost. Huge baseball fan. I know it's football season. I like football. Um, if it sounds like I'm going away from the mic, it's only because I turned my head to look at the other screen. Yeah, I got dual screens. Don't hate. But um, big baseball fan, huge baseball fan, been my baseball fan my whole life. The game just makes sense to me. It's, I'm going to get that later. The game makes sense to me. It's a game designed to make you fail. The game represents a lot, uh, your the everyday life more than anything, almost. Like, in, ba- uh, in more recent years, yeah, the most athletic guys, blah, blah, blah. But football, you got to be a certain size. You go out there. Basketball, you got to be tall. Athletic baseball, you can be short, fat, skinny, whatever. You can play. You know what I'm saying? But it's a game designed for you to lose. I think Venom comes out this weekend. Comes out next weekend. And <laughs> that was very... Uh, all, all over the place. Alright, uh, Toronto did lose tonight. So, currently right now, in the standards, because it's the one... The American League is tied up. The Rays have the American League East. They have it in a chokehold. It is theirs. They will not relinquish it. They will not give it away. But currently right now, the Red Sox are a game and a half over 
The Blue Jays and the Yanks are a half game back of the Blue Jays. We'll touch on all that in just a few moments. But baseball is very fortunate right now. They have riches. There are new players, new crop of guys that the game needs to start shining a light on. The it seems like the old guard is gone. The days of, and which is so weird because it was a very, so baseball was always kind of flashy. Babe Ruth pointed, Ty Cobb talked smack, Mickey Mantle had his little trot. Um, you had Willie Mays would slap his hat off his head. Like there was always showmen in the game of baseball. You had Reggie Jackson who wanted his own candy bar. You had. Um, nicknames in the game. You had Pete Rose, Mr. Charlie Hustle himself. They were entertaining. You had the 86 Mets. You had the, um, you had Ken Griffey Jr. with the hat backwards. Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. You had the, 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 uh, 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 Mark and, um, Jose Canseco, the Bash Bros. They would bump their forms. And then somehow, like, out of nowhere, like this unspoken rule came out of nowhere and I started noticing it more in the in the 2000s and, and during my time which was strange and it was very very strange because I thought you know the game was and what it did it alienated fans it, you know you know in a day and age where you got basketball flashy football flashy hell even soccer's flashy and then his baseball like no you don't, you don't feel, when you hit a home run, you run the whole thing and you act like you've been, like nobody ever played like that. If you go back to the days of the Negro Leagues, they were very flashy. That's how they had to draw people to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the games, the barnstorming games. Like if they were just, if you really, you're, I'm not going on a tangent, but you are completely lost. If you think some Average, like me, I can sit and watch a baseball game. Just pitch, hit, catch. I can watch it all day. I can watch a high school, little league, college, professional baseball game because I'm a crazed fan. I'm here to tell you right now, I have no interest in watching a high school basketball game unless I'm coaching it. <laughs> like, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Like, I have zero. I barely want to go to a college basketball game. Unless I'm coaching it or I'm scouting, you know, trying to help a player. Like, no. Not happening. But a baseball game, you can give me any style of baseball game, I'm going to watch it. Because that's who I am. But the average fan's not like that. Once TV gets involved, forget TV. Once you want people to watch, you have to entertain them. Hell, even in chess, if there was a... In chess, you got to have... The guy goes out there with a big bow tie. That's some style of entertainment. And the fact that a few years ago you had these baseball players like Brian McCann, who was the guardians of the game, they were people were like, "No, no, watch this. This is boring. Boo, get away." But now you got new style of players. You got the uh, Francisco uh, Tatis Jr. You have uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. You got Aaron Judge. You got Shannon. Uh, Otami, okay, I'll just say his name. You Mike Trout, whenever he plays again. There is so many great players that baseball needs to shine the light on. And and they're starting, they're kind of doing it, but they, baseball needs a way, a new way to introduce their game. Like, for example, we're going to talk about this in the third segment, <clears throat> but the WWE, 
rebranded NXT. And I will explain after hearing some of the logic behind it why it's actually smart. But baseball may have to do that. Maybe it's time to change the logo. Put Ken Griffey Jr. as the logo. Put Willie Mays as the logo. Uh, put, um, can't put Roger Clemens. <laughs> Derek Jeter, uh, whomever. Uh, Randy Johnson. Um, trying to think of other guys, great guys. Uh, you, whatever. Just but change the logo up. You know what I'm saying? Have more, like, the feet. They have, baseball is so great because they have theme nights. To draw people in Star Wars night, Pets night, whatever. They need to, those things need to broad, uh, transition to towards television. Once the, once fans, I'm hearing something in my headphones. Once fans start seeing that, they will be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? More The game needs to be more interactive. But in any case, right now, the game is in a good place. Because you got a bunch of guys, you got a bunch of young guys who are leading in categories that are so important. Like, for example, you got uh, Vlagarel Jr., who's looking like he's going to win the batting title in both leagues. He's leading uh, all of baseball with a batting average of 320 currently right now. He's also, he was the home run leader. He is tied right now with Salvador Perez of Kansas City Royals, who's having a breakout year for a guy that's already have a World Series, multiple gold gloves, Multiple-time All-Star. Uh, the 31-year-old is um, the face of the Kansas City Royals. He's the only remaining piece from that championship team. Now, if it wasn't for Vlad Guerrero Jr., and if it wasn't for Otami having the years that they have, honestly, Salvador Perez can make an argument to be MVP. Back in 276, 46 home runs, the most by any catcher. 115 RBIs, first in uh, the, the league. He's honestly probably should really be the MVP. Kansas City has no chance, as Vincent Mann would say, no chance in hell of making the playoffs right now. But if you're going to give Otani an opportunity to win the MVP because he pitches and he hits, Savador, honestly, it may be the real MVP. He's a catcher. He plays every day. Either he's catching or he's DHing, but he really loves to catch. He's a great catcher. He, um, 6'4", 240, is behind that plate uh, catching. And with the numbers he has, you, how can you not make an argument for him to be the league MVP? And then you have Vlagarel Jr., who... Right now is kind of in the race to win the triple crown. I doubt he's going to get it. He uh, he's batting three down. Where is that coming from? Wow, that was scary. <laughs> okay, my iPad just started talking. It played a commercial, and I thought the sound was off. So I'll take care of that. A little free commercial for FanDuel, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Vlagarel Jr. with his numbers. To me, the batting average. So I know the game has gone away from the you know his fundamental you know principles: hitting, fielding, playing, making the playoffs. With 
his team in contention to make the playoffs, and right now the way the Yankees play on a day-to-day basis, Toronto probably finds itself in the playoffs for the second straight year in a row for the first time in a long time. It, you can you can make an argument. You make an argument. You can almost just close the case on the fact Vlad is the league. He's the AL MVP at least, and Sh- uh, Otami's having a fantastic year. It looks good on paper. I mean, the guy has um, only two losses all year. They thought his arm was done. He's told when I thought they thought his arm was done. But he's batting 257. He's 94th in batting average. He's batting. He's got 44 home runs, which is pretty sweet. He's got 94 RBIs, which is pretty sweet. But he doesn't play the. I mean, yes, pitching is huge because he hitting, but he pitches only once a week, and he's DHing. Like now, he you may get more of an argument from me if he was pitching than going to play left field, center field, first base, whatever. Then he really be making an impact. Oh snap! This guy's all over the place. But, you know, like, and, you know, and it's not like, as a pitcher, he's just, you know, you know, just mowing them all down. If we want to look at him, see if I can pull up his pitching numbers. Can I pull up his pitching numbers? Can I pull up his pitching numbers? I'm going to stats. Bow, bow. Yeah, right now he's nine and two, ERA three twenty eight, uh, which isn't terrible. But I mean, his numbers are as if he was a relief. These are numbers of a relief pitcher. You get what I'm saying? And if you really wanted to look around, I, there are probably a lot of guys who could pitch, and probably um, Madison Bumgarner could probably do both. Um, uh, CC probably could have done both. There are probably a list of guys out there that could do both. There's the, they probably just like, well, I get paid a lot to do one. Why well, I got to do both? So, you know, if like many moon now, I know baseball has gone out its way to give awards to guys like honorable mention, like the year they gave Felix Hernandez the Cy Young Award. That was a waste of an award. CC should have got it that year, quite frankly, but they gave it to a guy who had. More losses than he had more wins because his team didn't hit for him. Well, he still didn't win the games he played. So what's your point? When he left the game, he left with a lot. He left with he didn't leave with the lead. That's what I'm saying. So you you, you reward wins like that'd be like putting a, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates in the playoffs because they play hard. Stop it. So. The year A-Rod won the MVP award. A-Rod was good. He clearly was the best player that year. That's why. This year, there are two clear-cut. You can make a case for Otami. There are two clear-cut AL MVPs right now. That is Perez and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Case dismissed. Like, (laughs) enough's enough. Now, the playoffs are around the corner. We are 14 days away. And currently right now in the ANL West, San Francisco and the Dodgers both have clinched playoff positioning. The Dodgers are a game back and there's some conversation and concern. Is it fair that one of those two teams could possibly have to play in a one-game playoff? Yes, it's fair. The system is in place. Stop with this trying to rewrite it, make it, it has to be fair for everyone. This is professional sports. There are six divisions. You win your division, you you get a better seeding. You have the better record, you get home field. If and now, yes, there are occasions where 
teams or have better records, but they didn't win their division. Well, you should have won your division. That does, you know, the team that won its division did what it was supposed to do. It beat the other teams ahead of it to get there. Um, all this nonsense that. Could it be possible the reason why the Dodgers and the Giants are so good is because they got to beat up on Arizona, who's trash, the Colorado Rockies, who's trash, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Chicago Cubs, the Washington Nationals, the Miami Marlins, and then I don't know who they face in the American League this year, but if they played the Twins or Kansas City or Baltimore or Texas, all those teams I could start for tonight. So let's Stop the madness. Now, granted, everybody in baseball plays the same amount of games, but everybody's scheduling the same. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, in the American League East, yeah, everybody gets to play Baltimore 19 times, but you, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Tampa Bay all have to face each other. All are in playoff contention. In the Central, the uh, Indians are competitive. The uh, Tigers are competitive. And out West, Houston... Oakland and Seattle are all competitive. Nobody's talking about the fact that Houston is only six games ahead of Oakland right now, and Seattle and Oakland are separated by only two games They're with the playoff hunt going in. So, if tonight the playoffs started and the Dodgers would be playing in the playing game, guess what? That's fair. You don't want to play in the playing game when your division. Just that simple. Just that simple. Be that much better. Enough is enough. Like, I know the WNBA did it where it's all one seeding, but they had to. They had 12 teams. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to have an East and a West or uh, a North Division, South Division. Just blend them all together. But once you reach a limit, you got like 30 teams. Enough for the, Don't do it in the NBA either. Like, it, you will take away from the traditional East versus West. Baseball has already killed the interleague play with, with 15, you know, with... with uh, Italy, 15 in both leagues, and interleague play played all year round. Like, I think they need to go back to where it was, two different leagues, because that's what made the game so much fun. And then every four years do interleague play. It'll make it better. It'll make it better. People will watch. They will flock to it. It'll be a lot cooler than the baseball world classic. Trust me. Conversation for a different day. Anyway, hey, this is Down Race Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com. Your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. When we come back in segment number two, we're going to talk the NFL in week two. And then um, we're going to wrap the show up. We're going to talk WWE, brother. Um, The music you shot here today was the script. That would help if I had the script. The music you're here today, uh, you already heard DJ Chase's, one of his latest tracks, Get the Paper. Last two weeks, play some Chase. Got to show respect to my boy there. Uh, we're going to play some Busta Rhymes and two Jay-Z songs and call it a night. You feel me? So coming up next, we're going to drop on some passing of RCA, and then we'll be back to talk NFL. This is Downward Sports. Street niggas is ringing them shots out. Huh. Short 
circus blacking the blocks out. Now open up the garage and pull the drops out. Rocking the fur coat, bringing the blue fox out. Diamonds yeah. light up the block, bringing the blue rocks out. Huh. While until all of my crew knocks out. Yeah. Yeah. Get your ass up on the floor. Huh. Throw your hands if you want to the mouth. Baby, wiggle your crotch out huh. and peek the way we be blowing the spots out. Come on, look how we got them ready to act out. Girl, I'm ready to get the twist in your back Let's out. Go. Come on, drink yak till a nigga falling out. Flat on his back, now watch yeah. a nigga crawling out. Talk to him. said, Buster. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like. Come on. They asses are swollen. Oh, yeah, it's getting big what now. Let's get this money and act like a damn fool. Fuck it. Act stupid and jump in the damn pool. Huh. Own bitches and me and their man's cool. Come on, shit, I'm saying. Just put your bank up, nigga. With me and Diddy together, you bankrupt. Come on. Fly niggas, we full of finesse, y'all. Huh. Yeah. Me and my nigga is finning to bless, y'all. Come on. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Shut up. Live niggas come and be around it. What up? Come on. Rep to the fullest now. Huh. These niggas ain't knowing how we gonna put it down. Come on. Cock aim and shoot the spray it down. And lay it down. Come on, niggas fronting with their thug image. Oh, we pay them no mind. I drink until the bottle finished. Talk to me. Said Buster. What's up, son? Hey, them girl rolling. <laughs> and it look like. Come on. Their asses are swollen. Now my ass getting big but now. But your man baby said me. Uh-huh. Then what you gonna say? What we gonna tell them? You gonna tell a nigga? That's a kibasi, yeah. You gonna tell that brother? That's a kibasi, yeah. Everybody singing now. That's a kibasi, yeah. Everybody singing now.
Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. All right, we are back, everybody. Welcome to down. Oh, well, welcome back to Downrange Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com. You're number one source for hip hop and R&B. So, week two in the NFL is over, and we kind of know what we know about everybody so far. So far. Uh, teams who were... Uh, Monday Night Football just ended. Uh, if you bet on <laughs> Green Bay, you won. <laughs> Green Bay took care of business, if you will, uh, against the Detroit Lions, who... Uh, with Jared Goff is basically starting over. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine Goff being there next year. I just can't. <laughs> um, but one thing we could take away, we could take away a lot from week two, and we're going to talk about it. But what is wrong with the J E T S? Sucks, sucks, sucks. What's wrong with the Jets? Like honestly, the the thing that baffles me, I think. Is the you know when I was growing up, there was this great belief that if you played or you owned a New York franchise, you could get great players. You could get, uh, you could buy your way into, um, you could buy a championship. And I guess that came from the Yankees. More than it came from anybody else because the Knicks have two championships, the Jets have one, the Giants have four, which is pretty good for the Giants. But in hockey, the Rangers have one, the Islanders have four, but they haven't been there since the 80s. The Rangers went to the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, we got the dog kick. Uh, dog crap kicked out of them. The Liberty have been to the where the first went to the NBA Finals back to back years, his first two years. And basically can't win. Uh, they're in the playoffs now. We'll talk about that in the news bulletin. But the Jets, it, like as a franchise, if this is right, as a franchise, they are 4-10 and 5-16 and 8 ties. They became a franchise in 1960 and still currently going today. Have only made one appearance in the Super Bowl. Just one. They are 12 and 13 in the playoffs overall. And they like the Jets are technically supposed to be the equivalent of what the Mets are to the Yankees, but there's a difference. The Mets have at least two World Series, and they've been to the World Series recently. And every now and then they shake things up and they make it interesting. Where the, here's how the Jets really look there's Joe Namath, a dark period. Uh, Bill Parcells, Curtis Martin, Chad Pennington, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, trying to think, Plex, not Plexico Burrs, Santana Moss. Um, Herm Edwards enters the fight. They were very good, in, in my opinion. Maybe his message was lost, but you know you could rebuild. I would have probably kept kept Herm Edwards. Realistically. Um, these, um, and then uh, uh, Rex Ryan, who I thought was good for them, uh, at least he won the back page. And then you got the Mark Sanchez's of the world. You had Geno Smith. Wow, that was a terrible choice. And now it's just 
bad choice after bad choice after bad choice. So, you know, it's kind of sad. Like, if you look here at the losing is what they do. <laughs> like, I can count how many winning years they really had. They went, if you go back to, that was a lot more than what I thought. But even their first two seasons, seven and seven, bunch of losing seasons, and then 68, 11 and 3, 10 and 4, losing until 81, 10 and 5, losing 85, 86, 11 wins, 10 wins, and then losing until 97, where they went 9 and 7, and then the next year, 12 and 4. 8 and 8, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, a bunch of 9 and 7, um, 2004, 10 and 6, 2016, 10 and 6, 9 and 7 back to back years, 8 and 8, losing, 2015, 10 and 6, and that is their last time the Jets had a winning season was 2010 under Bowles, who they fired, nobody knows why. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback. He is still in the league. Why? But like, you look here. You've been like, it's it's sad thinking about like looking at this. Like, it really is. It makes you want to cry. So you know, like the Mets. I still the Mets. The Jets still made a terrible choice in the quarterback they picked this year. Now, if he turns out to be good, I'll retract. I'll walk back what I said. But I still said they should have went and got Josh Fields, or they should have went. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fields would have been a... Fields fits what the league is looking for. Which brings me to our new segue. So, if you look... Yes, if you look at this past week, the top quarterbacks in the in, in passing this week, Kyle Murray, known for running. 400 yards pass with three touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked three times with a quarterback rating of 117. Derek Carr, he can move a little bit, but Derek Carr, we're not going to count him. We're not going to count Ryan Tanner. But then you got Russell Wilson. He did catch the L, but 343 yards pass with two touchdowns. And then my man, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the man, if you will, uh, 343, three touchdowns with an exception. He had a, he lost, but these are the quarterback. I mean, that's the style, you know. Why would you go away from that? Why would you get it? Why would you go to that? You know what I'm saying? But. But the guy who had the biggest day yesterday, and he's not the only one. I'm going to talk about somebody else and say, but Derrick Henry told Seattle and told Tennessee, don't write us off yet. Gaydad horse the ball, and he went to work. Uh, 35 carries, 182 yards, three touchdowns, ran one for 60 is as long. He played zero games yesterday with that rock. But it was Troy Pol- uh I'm going to just say Polaroid. For the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the backup running back is Ezekiel Elliott. And it makes me wonder, is Elliott done in Dallas? Or is his time almost near uh, Troy? Tony, excuse me, not Troy. Tony rushed for 109 yards. But he he looked fast. He looked impressive. He looked explosive. The uh and that just shows you, 24 years old, born in 94, that makes my stomach hurt. Uh, Memphis running back, he went to work. Is this his second year? It is his second year. No, it's his third year. He was drafted in uh, 2019. But clearly drafted to be a backup, or was he drafted to be the replacement? Because if you got a top-tier running, you got a star back, right? What are you drafting another running back for, especially in the fourth round? Was he drafted in the fourth round? 
He was drafted in the fourth round. In the fourth. Uh, yeah, he was drafted in the fourth round, which is considerably high in the NFL. So the question is, is Zeke done? You know what I'm saying? Is Zeke done? Is his time up? Has he run out of the juice, if you will? Which is possible. If I'm the Cowboys, if I'm also the Giants, I'm just going out here. If I'm the Cowboys and I'm looking to win a Super Bowl, I make a move. I trade this guy while I can. See, we can bring in another defense. You know what? I got the trade right now. Trade him for um, uh, was Vernon Miller on um, on Denver. I make the Zeke twenty six years old. He's already ancient in the running back world. Already ancient. If you um, <clears throat> can we pull his numbers? Can we pull his numbers? He's been hurt a couple times. Blah 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 blah. Here we go. I I make the move, bringing a defensive player because they got the offense. You got the legs. You got the legs, and it's a throwing game anyway. Just tell, let's let Dak know it's all yours. You don't have to compete, Zeke. You did your job. You made it flashy, but you know Emmett. This is not a Troy Emmett Michael situation. This is all. This is definitely a David Ruffin situation. But you look at Zeke. Uh, his first year. He tore it up, you know, came in the game, 1,600-plus. following year, I think he was hurt. Then he came back 1,400-plus, 1,300-plus last year, 970, um, excuse me, 979. So it went down. His touchdowns has been only red. But, and then his long, what was his long? He has it, his longest rush is 60 total in all the years he's played. He has, right now he's averaging around 30 to 40, which is pretty good. But, I mean, you know, since his first year, he really had, like, that type of, oh, my God, we need this guy. I trade him, quite frankly. That's the move I make. I trade him. I bring in a defensive player that's going to help because defense wins championships. Just go look. And I make it, uh, you know, that's the move. That's the move I would make, you know. But I ain't the GM of the team. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Should I talk about that? I'll touch on this real quick. Uh, Carson Wentz is a bum, and I don't understand why he's still in the league. I just don't get it. I don't know. Maybe he's got pictures of somebody. Like, <clears throat> the fact the Colts is, like, hanging on to him, just let him go. Like, cut that loose. Philly said we don't want him, and they drafted him, and they and they liked him. <laughs> like, let him go. Like, it's kind of a shame to me where are uh, looking at a situation where Cam Newton's looking for work. This is a former league MVP. You know what I'm saying? This is a guy who, you know, was hurt and basically he's not getting a second chance. Peyton Manning had neck surgery, got a second chance. Uh, Tom Brady's 44 years old, gets a second chance. Like, all these guys get second chances, and we're not going to give a guy who's got an MVP in the cabinet and a Super Bowl under his belt, uh, well, Super Bowl appearance, and was clearly the face of a franchise for multiple years. Last year, he run, he rushed more than his own running backs, and he was he didn't have time to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have time to work on his shoulder. COVID happened. There was no training care. He deserves another shot. Now, if he blows that one, then he's done. But we give, I don't have enough time to look, but we give other guys opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and we're not going to give Cam an opportunity. Like, give me a break. There are, there are at least, realistically, let's just, call, let's just be real. If you're Detroit, if you're the Texans, if you're the Colts, um, <clears throat> you need to be considering 
this guy, Cam Newton, as a, a, either a backup or a damn strong opportunity to be the starter. Like, why not? What do you got to lose? If you're in Detroit, you just got shellacked by um, Green Bay. And last week you lost. Like, Jared obviously ain't the guy. Why not give him an opportunity? If you're the Steelers, why not get him as a backup? Ben Roethlisberger is one fart away from getting hurt. So, come on. Stop it. Anyway, uh, we'll be right back in just a few. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, you will hear music, which, by the way, you will hear 99 Problems. If you're listening on Dynasty Radio, uh, you're going to get the news bulletin. So, uh, we're going to... I'm going to take a few seconds. Facebook, we're going to keep rolling. And then... Um, yeah, this is Downray Sports. First real signs of weariness on Holyfield. First real signs. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics to save money, cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with holes in your zap toes, you celebrate the minute you was having dough. I'm like, fuck critics, you can kiss my whole asshole. If you don't like my lyrics, you can press fast forward. Got beef with radio, if I don't play they show, they don't play my hits. I don't give a shit, so Rap Max try and use my black ass So advertisers could give them more cash for ads Fuckers, I don't know what you take me as Or understand the intelligence that Jay-Z has I'm from rags, the richest niggas, I ain't dumb I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one Hit me Yeah, it's 94 and my trunk is raw And my rear view mirror is the motherfucking law Got two choices, y'all, pull over the car or Bounce on the devil, put the pedal to the floor Trying to see no highway chase with Jake Plus I got a few dollars I can fight the case So I pull over to the side of the road I heard Son, do you know why I'm stopping you for? Cause I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low Do I look like a mind reader, sir? I don't know Am I under arrest or should I get some more? Well, you was doing 55 in the 54 uh-huh. Lost in the registration and step out of the car You carrying a weapon on you, I know a lot of you are I ain't stepping out of shit, all my papers legit Well, do you mind if I look around the car a little bit? Well, my glove compartment is locked, so it's the trunk in the back And I know my rights, so you gon' need a warrant for that <laughs> Aren't you sharp to attack? You some type of law or something, somebody important or something I ain't passed the ball, but I know a little bit Enough that you wanna legally search my shit. Well, we'll see how smart you are when the K9 comes. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. Once upon a time, not too long ago, a nigga like myself had a strong arm a hoe. This is not a hoe in the sense of having a pussy, but a pussy having no goddamn sense. Trying to push me. I try to ignore him, talk to the Lord, pray for him. But some fools just love to perform. 
You know the type, loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. And only thing that's gonna happen is I'ma get the clapping and he and his boys gonna be yapping to the captain. And there I go trapped in a Kit Kat again. Back through the system with the riffraff again. Beans on the floor, scratching again. Paparazzi's with their cameras, snapping them. DA try to give a nigga shaft again. Half a meal for bail, cause I'm African. Oh, because the fool was harassing them. Trying to play the boy like he's saccharin. But ain't nothing sweet, but I hold my gun. I got 99 pounds, being the bitch ain't one. Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me! 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me! Jay-Z, 99 Problems from the Black Album. That album came out when I was in the 12th grade. That album, that album, College Dropout, were like the soundtracks of 2004 for some people. Like, that to me was the last time, like, music was, like, pure. <laughs> I'm being real. Like, it was it. Like, that just... Those albums, and now I'm, I know I'm leaving somebody out, but like <laughs> from like '95 to like 2004, hip hop had like a 10, 11 year run where we just, you just loved buying an album. Like, you just, man, oh man, you had Pox album, big second album. Um, you throw DMX in there, Eminem, Dr. Dre Returns. Um, I'm, thinking, I'm running out of people. Ludacris comes out of nowhere. You got Outkast. Um, Jay drops a just a slew of albums. Hell, you could throw Bad Boys for Life. Um, it was it, the West Side Connection. Snoop Dogg had a bunch of albums. Who could forget the Last Meal? Like it was just so many great records, man. Like it was, it was just like you had Little Kim had a, a great couple albums in there. Foxy Brown returned and had some great albums in there. It, it, you, 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 it, you had Southern Rappers, you had um, uh, Trick Daddy had great albums. Heck, the, who remember, the big times. I know, you know, like, I know Little Wayne was reinvented, like, but hip-hop did reinvent itself with <clears throat> when Little Wayne dropped, like, the Carter series albums. T.I. could have, you could, Almost credit Ti as the guy that was like, hold on, hold on, let me, let me put the, let me put the South on the map, because out of nowhere, like groups like Three Six Mafia, who we all kind of looked at like side eye, appears and all. You got the Gucci man. It was just, it was a, it was a change in the guard. It really was. So, speaking of uh, WWE wrestling, I was gonna have a belt in this segment. I didn't get up off my fat butt. <laughs> the, the WWE uh, is making changes. It's making changes. Uh, there are at least Roman um, Roman Reigns, Big E. You, have, you got the Usos. You got Street Profits. 
the top talent in the company is black. Like, whoa, what's going on here? But also, everybody's more muscular. So the WWE changed NXT last week. And I, at first, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I really was like, this is just stupid. Like, this makes no sense to change NXT. It was good at what it was. Why are you changing it? And it made sense. I heard an argument, and it did make sense. AEW is the new big company. It's the second largest wrestling company in the world next to WWE. Um, you can maybe make a case for New Japan. I mean, I know this, but realistically, globally, right now, the WWE is number one. AEW is probably number two and growing. AEW has all the indie darlings, guys who were independent wrestlers, smaller guys, guys smaller than me. Um, there, they that's what they wanted to do. They were a lot of guys who wrestled in Ring of Honor, guys who wrestled around the world. They're in AEW. The WWE is a show, they are Barnum and Bailey Circus. They you were there to see attractions. AEW, you're there to see wrestling. I watch both, I think you can watch both. But the, what they have decided to do with NXT was like, okay, because if you paid attention when the old NXT, it was great. But when they got to, if you say what you want, like, I know they are purists out there. I am a diehard. They call them marks. That's what you, you know, which is so disrespectful. But if you go and you look and you go back, outside of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Samoa, you know, a, a small list of guys, most of them that get called up don't make it. And if you, like, it's one thing. To get called up in New York, in L.A., places where they're huge fans. But when you are in, like, a small market, they don't know who some of these guys are. And they don't get the reaction that they're looking for. The reason why Finn Balor's on TV is because the fans go crazy when he comes out. The reason why Daniel Bryan was big, the fans went crazy. CM Punk cut through that because, you know, there's some guys that can just cut through it. Not everybody can. And I think that's why the WWE's like, you know what, forget this. When a w, like I now see why they cut their roster, and the people who are upset at the WWE for cutting their roster, they should actually think them. There was nowhere for them people to go three years ago. The WWE probably got rid of half of them, but there was literally nowhere for them to go. There was no AEW Impact wasn't or slash TNA wasn't paying anybody. Like they, like being in the WWE sitting in catering was probably the best thing for these people. Now they have a place to go. So Vonko deals. But go back to the Attitude Era. How many people they really had on the roster? What, 20? 35 tops? You can name the roster. Like, real fast. I do a quick. Stone Cold, Undertaker, The Rock, Triple H, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, uh, Mankind, Kurt Angle, Tat. Like, you can name that roster and you can name vividly. It's kind of like that now. Smaller roster means you can do more with the story. I know everybody's like, we don't have enough flips. They're not stood at 25 super kicks. AEW's dope, yes, but I can see it burning out because they have at least eight, they have at least 15 guys who look the same. They have at least 15 guys who fight the same. And how many times can you do, um, uh, how many times can you counter a person's finish? Like, how many times? Oh, he kicked out for the 700 times. Like, hey, come on. Now, maybe they'll get it right. They'll learn from their mistake. But 
One thing I've learned in my years of studying everything, because I'm weird like that, you don't bet against the WWE in this case. You just don't. You really don't. Like, it's probably in your best interest to um, just sit back and watch and see what happens. I'm curious to see what they do. Now, can they have more compelling storylines? Yes. Can they get kind of... I, I know the money's in with the kids, but do you steer away from that? Go more adult? Because AEW does go more adult. They AEW's a hard R. They're a close R, at least. Like, they... Like they AEW is a special fusion of WWE, ECW, and WCW. They have a little bit of everything. Where WWE's like, eh. Like, because even... I, I'm getting older, and I cringe a little bit. Some of the stuff... And I was a big, like, hardcore, but even when you see somebody just get their head busted open, you're like, oh, should he bleed like that? <laughs> like, come on, calm it down, bring it down. Now, WWE's about to have their draft next month, it's probably in a week from now. This, I always like the draft, I always like the idea of the two brand things, but what I think they mess up is they still keep the shows kind of the same, and I don't think they should do, like... If they're going to have the two brands, and the idea behind that was because there weren't another company, so they made their own company. But if you're going to have your own thing, and we're supposed to be separate from Smack now, really make it different. Have the segments different. You know what I'm saying? Make, you know, Just don't make the lighting different. Make it all different. Heck, the belt should look different. The WWE belt should look different than the Universal title. It was cool. When there was the WWE title, then the world heavy, the big gold world heavyweight title, make them different, man. And then they're like, when they do the draft, really make it fun. Have a have like a, a fake Fox representative, and have like a fake uh, USA representative or a Peacock representative. Like have something cool like that. And you know, like I kind of wish they could go back to the to the GM. You know, or something like that. You know, it would be, it'd be a little cool. It was, They started doing it a little bit with, like, the commissioners. and But I thought it was dumb to have a commissioner for Raw and a commissioner for... Like, that doesn't make sense. Just have one commissioner and then two GMs and, one, and fire one every other month or whatever you want to do. So, you know, just a, like, when they first did this, this brand spit in the early 2000s, it was a distinctive dis- difference in Raw and SmackDown. Like, you could clearly see the difference. Like, oh... Uh, and I think if you're like with the WWE, you got SmackDown on Fox. Keep that kind of PG, and then make Raw edgier. Like it's called Raw. I don't tune in the Raw to see, um, you know, uh, SpongeBob Playhouse, which is probably more edgy than Raw. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all for listening today. It's been fun. I'm. I'm this was actually very. I was happy to do the show because I almost didn't do it. Uh, small fact, I got home and apparently my car was overheating and I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I'm hoping it's something small and minor, like, and I can just get it fixed tomorrow. I just bought this damn car and if it's over, if it's already messed up, I'm going to lose my skull. Like, I'm stop. This is not a good feeling. I do not want to have to replace my car. My best car I had was my Impala. I had that for 11 years and I would like to at least get four out of this one before I gotta like put an engine in it or something. So 
Wish me luck, and we'll be back next week. Um, as the I'm not gonna go on and talk NFL every week. I will be. Ah, dang it! I was supposed to bring up uh, real quick. The NBA playoffs start Thursday. Uh, excuse me. The WNBA playoffs start on Thursday. Um, did I not put that in my script? I sure did. I just didn't read it. Shows you how much I pay attention. Uh, anyway, the WNBA playoffs start Thursday. Uh, kicking things off. You have uh, the New York Liberty taking on the Phoenix Mercury, and then Dallas Wings take on the Chicago Sky, which I want to say is the original. No, the Wings came from Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. The winner of the uh, Liberty and uh, Mercury game will face the Minnesota Lynx. The winner of Dallas and Chicago will face the defending champions, the uh, Seattle. I forgot their name. Just they're gonna face Seattle. I really forgot their name. Um, and then waiting right now, uh, Connecticut Sun are waiting to face the winner of that round, and then so are the Las Vegas Aces. So basically, the first two rounds of single game elimination, the the third round, and the championship round are best out of five. So, well, I'll be paying attention to that. I, I tried to pay a lot of attention to the season. I just couldn't. But we'll be paying attention. And all WNBA announcements I will make here on the show. So maybe I'll even do a special WNBA Championship Edition show. Probably won't. I got I probably won't. But <laughs> the thought that counts. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. Stay tuned. Coming on next is the uh, MAR Podcast. Kyle and Kamar, they let you in the mind of what men think as I rock the table. Hogan, stop shaking. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. And then uh, if, you, if you're just, like, tuning in and you're like, oh, I want to hear this guy and some more, download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. And then um, let's talk to you guys next week. Some new time. I think next week I may do the what-if topic, which should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm stealing an idea from Disney, so... You know, what if Allen Iverson ended up in Minnesota like he wanted to? That should be cool. So we'll talk to you about that. I'll talk more about that later. Um, you guys be safe out there. Wash your hands. Be respectful for each other. Let's go, you know, and um, I had to burp because I drank the Red Bull at 12 o'clock at night. Um, and as always, deuces.
Shawty get it in. Pepper bag, shorty like the front. Bonnie to my clock, both ride shotgun, both covered in gold. Like C3PO, James in Florida, let Evans. the good times roll. Shorty get it in, daddy go hard. 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 Shorty get it in, Venus versus Mars. Shorty was the Found out she was a cheater. Was supposed to take over. I caught a bump and eat. Thought shorty like Mike. Found out she like Prince. Thought she was Adrian. It's been rocky ever since. My dollars was down. She left me for some euros. Took my whole flavor. I call her Coke Zero. We co MVP like Kobe and Shaq. Left me for the heat. We were winning back to back. Said I party too much. Shorty got fed up. Shorty got Britney. Shaved the whole head up. We used to make out. Kissing each other's face off. For the Ponzi scam. Shorty just made off. Shorty get it in. Hi, this is Adam Bernstein, the host of the Roadie Rumble podcast. With 26 episodes in on YouTube, we keep grinding away with interviews from Rhode Island athletes, University of Rhode Island athletes, coaches, athletic administrators, and even media personnel from the Rhode Island area. So check it out on YouTube, the Roadie Rumble podcast. Just type in Roadie Rumble, hit that subscribe button. It would really mean a lot. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rumble.